okay, my voice is still a bit weak, but I feel a whole lot better than I did just about a week ago. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to the weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, the raspiness in my voice, it's going to get better. As I mentioned on yesterday's program, the breathing tube that they used last week during my surgery, well, it's done it before, this time a little worse, it has irritated my vocal cords. Now, thankfully, it's beginning to get a little bit better, and I know that it takes about a week or two for this to completely get behind me. And so it makes doing the radio program a lot more, a little bit harder than I would like it. But you know, mentally and physically overall, I feel a whole lot better than I did a week ago. In fact, on many levels, I feel better today than I did two and a half years ago, even five years ago. I never realized how much of a toll this cancer that I had was placing on my entire body. I never knew that I had it. It had come on so gradually for so long. And I just accepted certain things that were changing in me as the inevitability of getting older. But when I started having some warning signs that something was wrong, and honestly, I hate to say this, with the medical system we have today, it took me over a year before I finally could get treatment for this. Thankfully, the cancer is extremely slow growing. It is most probable that it has been there for over a decade in my bladder. Yet so far, the knowledge that we have is that it appears to all be gone now. I will know more shortly with the pathology report and I'm just trusting God for a miracle. And there have been so many of you that have been praying for me during this time. And I'm going to add one more prayer request to the speedy recovery of my voice so I can do this radio program to share the good news of the gospel. It's not easy when you're fighting this kind of a raspy voice. Now, last night was one of those, shall we say, strange nights, lack of sleep, woke up a number of times. Here in our part of Virginia, we had some heavy rains and some really strong winds. In fact, the power clicked on and off a few times during the night. And it was hard to go back to sleep. And I know that I kind of looked at the time and it was around getting on three o'clock in the morning. And I'm laying there in bed and I just cannot get back to sleep. And, and my mind started thinking about a number of news stories that are floating around. And, and my mind was trying to keep up with these multiple stories that are swirling in our background today. And, and I'm trying to listen 
to that still voice to tell me what I should be telling you about some of these news stories. And, and I wish there was some way that you could write all this stuff down as it comes to your mind, especially in that twilight time in the middle of the night. You know, back in the early 1970s, I remember what was then a contemporary Christian song, I Thank God for the Middle of the Night. The time when God speaks to your heart, the time that you're paying attention and you're listening. And and I would say that last night was one of those kind of nights. You know, I, I can talk about some of the news stories of the day that, you know, impact all of us. Some of the things that I share, you already know. However, I always recognize there may be a few new listeners, especially on shortwave radio. And so I share some of the news stories, not so much to be like so many other outlets trying to bring you information and also to sell you things. But I try to give you news and information that means something that has value. A lot of my thinking has been reinforced over the past three years. As I've gotten older, I've become less trusting of big government, especially at the federal level. It continues to grow at a rate faster than the population of this country. It establishes itself where it cannot be, you know, removed. And it becomes a bureaucratic class. And in order for this government to continue to grow, like in Canada and the United Kingdom and all over the world, you and I need to be subjects to these little kingdoms and not citizens in a free land. I was reading an article that somebody wrote that this free country that we have in the United States is merely an illusion. We are not as free today as we were 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Gradually and systematically, our freedoms have been diminished. Property ownership. Do you really own your property anymore in the United States? Not if it's taxed. Not if you have people with all the zoning regulations telling you what you can and cannot do with your land. And constantly it is mortgaged forever to government. If you own a home and you're 80 years of age and you no longer can pay your taxes, they will take your home. The one thing you've worked an entire lifetime to get for your for your shelter, a place to live, for your security. It is forever mortgaged. We're supposed to trust our government to tell us the truth. The past three years have proven to us that our government is incapable of telling the truth. I, I shared it yesterday. 
on this program. A good example, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, she's a liar. She's the head of the CDC, but she is untruthful. She's a liar. And the only science in which she believes is political science. It doesn't matter that 261,000 people in studies were followed regarding something as simple as does a face mask, a covering, stop the spread of a virus? And after three years almost of research, the answer is clear. It doesn't. But the CDC will not let go of their guidance. Why? Because that's what they've been politically told they must do. So we are learning we cannot trust the CDC. We're learning these vaccines were promised to us to make you COVID proof. If How many times did we hear the President of the United States, the Surgeon General of the United States, the assistant, you know, Admiral Richard or Rachel Levine and Rochelle Walensky. How many times did they tell you if you get the shot, you will not get COVID and you will not spread COVID and the pandemic would come to an immediate end if everybody rolled up their sleeve. And they made the claim at a time, at a time that they knew was all a lie, every bit of it. They had no documentations, no proof. But they willingly and knowingly lied to you. They lie to us on a lot of things. From climate change, these, you know, existential threats to humanity. We have to get rid of the gasoline-powered vehicles. And everybody has to go electric because if we don't, The world is going to just catch on fire. Climate change. And yet they are intellectually dishonest with you and I when they don't really lay out who the real polluters are. Number one, we are a carbon-based planet. We are a carbon-based being. And so to say that carbon is the enemy is saying we're the enemy. Our own planet is the enemy. The CO2 gas nonsense. They keep pushing this same narrative year after year, and it's been proven not true. We are completely void of wisdom and common sense. It's been taken out of our schools. We now go with a narrative instead of, you know, factual knowledge. The narrative and the ideology are the only thing that is important. These these same people, I want you to think about this, that tell you that having a gas stove is going to be detrimental to your health and the environment. I mean, that's the latest thing. A natural gas or propane gas stove, you can use propane, on if, if they're modified to have gas cooking at home. These are suddenly a threat to the planet. 
yet the water in East Palestine, Ohio, is safe for drinking. And, and don't worry about that big mushroom cloud of smoke and horrible smells. Don't, don't pay attention to all the animals that have died, that have fallen dead. It's just, you know, it's just one of those things. But it's all safe now. Oh, by the way, here's $1,000. Sign a waiver and lose all of your rights to sue the railroad company for what they've done. We can't trust our own EPA. We can no longer trust our transportation department because it's all its all a matter of ideology. We're being led by a lost and stupid people who think of themselves as intellectuals. The Bible says they profess themselves to be wise, but they're fools. We're being, read, we're being led by reprobate fools in our governments. Our federal government in particular and many state governments like New York State, California, Maryland, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and I can go down a whole long list, Illinois. What's sad about Illinois is that in much of the state, people are sane and normal. Same is true in, in Minnesota. But you have a couple of cities big enough to tip the voting balance in states like Illinois, in states like Minnesota, even in states like New York. And I've lived in upstate New York. I had spent a lot of time up there. And for the most part, people in the majority of upstate New York are not crazy. Many are farmers. Many are just decent people. But the downstaters, as they would tell you, from Manhattan and parts of New York City make up enough of a voting block to tip an election. And thus, states like New York and New Jersey, Illinois, Minnesota, and even California. Now, I've been all over the state of California. And I can assure you that not everybody in California is crazy. They're not. There's some wonderful, God-fearing, decent people trapped in that state. 700,000 people have left the state of California. 200,000 moved in for whatever reason. A net loss of a half a million people in a very short amount of time. People are beginning to get wise. These intellectuals, they want to they want to rule over you. They used to be subtle, but no longer. Now, now something that has also come to mind and this goes to what we talked about toward the end of the program yesterday. And I'll get deeper and deeper into this next week. You're finding elected officials across the country in states like Michigan, North Carolina, Nebraska. And they're pushing legislation this year 
that is going to create, in my mind anyway, I, some heated debates about the rights of religious Americans. There's some faith-based bills, and they're becoming commonplace as, they're, as people are telling the representatives to protect their right in medical care, therapy, employment, and also protecting our religious freedoms and our religious communities, and in some cases to protect you and I as, as religious citizens. This is the world we live in. There has been a systematic, you know it and I know it, there's been a systematic war on people of faith. And even in, you know, in, in, in states you'd expect, like South Carolina, they're challenging laws that restrict guns in churches that are pushing an LGBTQ ideology and the ability of medical professionals to object to certain procedures. It's becoming clear that believers in the United States, Christians, and even those you know, of other faith groups, their freedom is being threatened and people are beginning to push back and I'm glad they need to. They need to. I've seen too many cases where the FBI considers church-going Christians, conservative mass-attending Catholics, they consider them enemies of the state. They're considered a threat. Why? Why are they considered a threat? We see something else happening. First Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Now the Spirit expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrine of devils. We're seeing that today. Now, I'm not going to talk much about it today. I'm just going to maybe just gloss over this for maybe one or two minutes tops. The Ashbury Revival, what's going on there? Some people have asked my opinion, and honestly, at this point in time, I do not have one. I know that many people have some very strong opinions, both sides, both directions. Some I I know are condemning it, calling it fake and phony. Others believe it's the real deal. And right now, I simply don't know. Only time is going to tell the results of this of this revival. And, and I know that evil will try to co-opt it. There's an LGBTQ element that has worked its way into pretty much all the mainline churches and even some of their offshoots. I know there's some bad theology that is beginning to creep in. And I know that many will try to co-opt this and say that Jesus just loves all of us and, and even loves our sin. I know that's going to be attempted by some. Uh, 
but they may not be the majority. As I say, only time is going to tell. And, and so I, I'm just kind of watching and waiting. I don't want to, I want to be cautious. If the Holy Spirit is really at work, I don't want to blame this on the enemy. The Bible has some pretty stern warnings about doing, doing just that. We will know them by the fruits. We will see in time. Was this the real deal or not? Like I say, time will tell. And so I'm not going to get into this revival at Ashbury yet. But I plan to. We live in a very perilous time. Read a story the other day, Chicago Dad. This goes back into December. There's a guy, name is Terry Newsom, from Chicago. Had been a lifelong Democrat until not long ago, when one of several parents in his school district in Downers Grove, Chicago, expressed opposition to books in his children's library that had sexually explicit and pornographic content. And because he dared challenge a school board, he now discovers he's on a TSA watch list whenever he flies. Extra screening because, see, he's gone against the satanic narrative being pushed by our own reprobate government. The FBI, like I say, they look at Christians They look at Bible-believing Christians as enemies of the state, a danger. We need to be on a watch list. Our freedom of, of our faith and religion is being eroded and stolen each and every day. And there are places in this country that I really believe that it's going to be more difficult for churches to gather and worship. There are places now where Bible-believing churches, I truly believe, do not exist. They're not out there anymore. And that's why I started what I call the Church Project. And there's going to be a number of facets. If you go to the website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com, there's a new tab called Church Project. And there is a handful of pages within that grouping to kind of explain what I'm thinking. And how I'm going to put all this together, I don't know. I do know that as I laid in bed last night, you know, I, I could say I need to wait until I have this, that, and the other to get started. No, I need to get started soon, even if it's just an audio worship service available on radio and online and then grow into adding video grow into even having people that can help with music to create something like a revival of the air a way to keep us connected and grounded in the faith i've got a friend of mine in texas god has laid a burden on his heart to do something totally out of his element And I really believe that the product, and you'll hear, I'll be sharing with you, he's a clergyman like I am, good friend. We work together. 
And in this project, you're going to hear more about him. And he, he sent me an email this morning saying, you know, the more I look into this, remember, he's not a techie. This is all new territory. And he pointed out to me, he said, man, I can see some real value in helping homeschoolers using all of this technology for those places where you don't have the ability to have a school. Yeah, it can be done. Why don't we use technology as a tool to get kingdom work done? I agree with that. The day is going to come when people will want to kill Christians and think they're doing the world a service. There's a culture of death out there. You know it and I know it. And I look at this radio program and, and I'm, as my voice heals over the next several days, matter of fact, a week from today, my wife and I are heading out to a conference near Charlottesville, Virginia. We've been invited as guests. God is doing something and I haven't, I haven't begun to even understand at all what God is doing and how God will use myself, my wife, and, and other friends. This project that I'm working on, it's not going to be some massive ministry with a big building and, and hundreds of employees. It's going to be a handful of dedicated people, some in my own region, others scattered around the country, and others doing similar things. As we enter a very perilous time, a time of persecution of people of faith, and sadly, it'll be our own government doing it to us same government that allowed what is happening to the people in East Palestine. They don't really care about you, your faith, your rights, your freedom. They don't. I remind you of what the Bible says. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. Let me say it again. We are in this world, but not of this world. Too many of us spend too many hours arguing with each other. People of faith arguing about matters that are irrelevant. And they spend all of this energy and time on Facebook saying, well, I don't think your church is right on this topic. And they do nothing to spread the gospel. Satan has you deceived when you're arguing among each other all day long and never sharing the good news. That has got to change. Social media can be a blessing and a curse. And when it keeps you arguing among other Christians, it's a curse when you're not sharing. Real fast example, I only have a couple of seconds here. The commercial on the Super Bowl, I didn't see it. I've looked it up later. Everybody's saying how terrible it is and how much money was spent. Hey, it was 17 cents per person that saw it. Pretty effective in my in my opinion. Was it perfect? Probably not. Will it get people interested in finding out who Jesus Christ is? Probably yes. But no, people are arguing 
and getting vitriol on Facebook over it. Stop it. If you believe in this ministry, would you consider supporting us financially? We really need to hear from you. You can go to our website, and I'll give you the address in just a couple of minutes after the break. Go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. That's truththenumber2ponder.com. You can find ways to support us from the website. And I'll be back with more in just a moment. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The bag of seeds coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The farmer has a bag of seeds, and the seeds are like, they're like things that are filled with the promise of life, of fruitfulness. But if the farmer doesn't take the seed out of the bag and cast it into the soil, then it just remains potential. It unfulfilled, like a promise unfulfilled. Well, the word is also called seed. That makes the Bible, I means the Bible is a bag of seeds. It's a container of so many seeds. And every seed or word is filled with life, promise. It's like a potential forest of, 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 of fruitfulness, mountains of, of fruitfulness and victory and love and joy and the fruit of abundance, the fruit of the promise of God and miracles, abundant life, all there. But it's only unlocked when you take the seed out of the bag. Or when you take the word or the verse or the truth, the promise, and take it out of the bag, water it with faith, take the water, apply it to your life. Take the word of God, the verse, the promise, out of the bag, into the soil, into the soil of real life, your real life, into the real soil, the dirt, the muck, the messiness of real life, into the soil of your work life, your home life, your emotional life, your daily life, your your thought life. Let it get inside you. The one who hears the word, takes it to heart, is the good soil. That's the one who's going to bear much. So you've got a bag full of promises, a bag of blessings, power, and life. It's all waiting for you. Just, just let it stay there. It won't touch your life, but take it out, apply it to your, your life, and your life is going to be blessed with a hundredfold blessing of power and life. Now, feeling like you're walking use a spiritual boost? We got the answer. A free subscription to Sapphire's Warning Uses Directed can revolutionize your walk for victory and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. All free, you'll love it. How do you get all this? Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now for your free gifts. 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you now to minister with me into the most exciting ministries to beam the word of God around the earth by Shoei Radio. That's seeds, you know, around the world to the tribes and tongues and to Israel, the Jewish people, those who gave you the gospel. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. It's right to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. That's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Haderach. Is truth to ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, very quickly, 
I want to give you the mailing address for the ministry because we really need your help. There's a lot of things that I, I'm trying to get my strength back and get people to work with me to build for, for God's kingdom. Not for me. I'm not a paid employee. I do this because God has laid all this on my heart. He has blessed me in ways that I, I can't begin to return all that he's done for me. But if you can support this ministry, I'd like to be able to buy additional airtime very soon to add more time on the weekends and even maybe an additional station or two, even if it's just on the weekends to start. If you would consider helping us out, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. And the city is Chilhowie. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. Once again, make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That's 24319. Now, on this segment of the program, I want to share with you, like I say, I'm trying to figure how to put together initially an audio worship service and eventually video. And I want to give you a feel for some of the things that can be done to share a message of hope and faith. Listen, I am a pastor first, a radio announcer and news guy second. And I, I feel that I need to get closer to that original calling. A few years ago, back in 2018, four years ago now, I, I shared a message. And there's a lot of false teachers and preachers out there. And in this message, I illuminated that. And I want to take you back four years ago to learn about the, the wolves in sheep's clothing. Now, here's that message. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we get to gather around your word and learn what you have for us. Oh, Heavenly Father, open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, and our hearts to receive for this. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. There is no doubt in my mind, by the way, you'll find out I don't like pulpits. It's just easier for me to talk to you. There's no doubt in my mind this gospel and my being here today are one of those providences of God that only he could work out before the foundation of time for me to have the perfect text on this Sunday. One of my favorite out of Matthew. And I'm going to share a little story of why it's important to me and why it's important to me in my ministry at this point in my life today. Here we have Jesus talking to his disciples saying, watch out for the false prophets. You know, the fakes, the phonies. Television, the internet, and radio are full of them today. You can hear them around the globe, around the clock. 
and looking around your wallet all day long. I had the distinct privilege to work for one such false prophet for about a year of my life. I've been in the broadcasting industry, as was mentioned before. Early in my career, I spent a little time when I was in school working part-time for a Christian radio station in Ohio. And we had all the regulars of that day in the way early 70s, the programs, the preachers of the day, Lester Roloff's Family Altar Hour, Jimmy Swaggart was on there as well. Uh, The whole cast of characters of that day. Then I went back into secular radio, which was a lot easier to deal with. And then I ended up at a Bible college. Now, that was different. I enjoyed my work there because our motive was always ministry, not money, not personal gratification, not some agenda that had nothing to do with Scripture. It was getting the Word of God out and His good news to all those that listen to our stations and network. A little while, several years ago, I was offered a job because of my background in building radio stations for an individual that on the surface everything seemed quite in order. His theology was not predispensational, which many of them are. Uh, he had a very pragmatic look at that time about scripture, about end times. That's primarily what he dealt with, looking toward the end of the world type things, but he did it in a very pragmatic way, at least when I met him. I actually edited his radio show for about six months. My job was to actually build a radio station in the States and then one in the Caribbean. The one in the States got built, the one in the Caribbean is still sitting there waiting to be built. I no longer work for the guy. He started getting into... My wife puts it so well, it's the 90% truth mixed with 10% pure poison. Best way to put it. It all sounds good, but there's something wrong. And the more you listen, if you have a discerning ear to God's word, the more you begin to say, this is not exactly right. And I had to, I knew I was going to be out the door and uh, I got out in a reasonable time. And since then, he's gone even farther over the deep end. What started it is on his radio show, he decided to interview this prophetess from somewhere in Pennsylvania, self-proclaimed prophetess, who stated emphatically that the Holy Spirit had come to her in a dream and said that by the end of August, if your preparations are not done, it's too late for you. That was 2015. And I'm thinking in my mind, oh, Harold Camping, you were out there in 2012 with billboards saying it's going to be May 22nd. And then don't forget, Ken Wissenden, 1988, had the book out. Everybody was talking about the 88 reasons Jesus will come back in 1988. Of course, I think it was Hal Lindsey's book, which I had 
in the early 1970s, the late great planet Earth, telling me also it would be 1988 because Israel became a nation in 1948. A generation is only 40 years, so he's got to come in 1988. I kind of fell for that stuff in my younger years. And we all know that Scottish saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And so I'm listening to this guy and realizing what a lot of these people do is they play upon the fear of the unknown, especially when it comes to the end times. If it's not your health that they're going after, that I can heal you with my prayer cloth for 1995, postage paid, I've met them too. Jesus says, beware of, of false prophets. And, and how many good Christians get suckered into these people that have this inside knowledge because the Holy Spirit speaks to me only? Or I saw Jesus in a dream. I see a lot of these people. What do they all have in common? None of their predictions have ever come true. Zero. You can go back to the 1800s, go back to the 1700s, go back to the first century. The Bible's very clear about one thing we can be certain of. One thing. No man knows the day or the hour. That's a guarantee. We start with that. Then Jesus takes it one step further. I don't even know when I'm coming until the Father sends me. So if he doesn't know... What makes some arrogant, self-proclaimed prophet think that they know more than Jesus himself? As they play upon your fear. I think the latest scam that I saw back in the 2015s were the guys on television. They've moved away from predispensationalism. If you know what that is, that means the rapture. And so we all get a get-out-of-jail-free card and you know we just hop on out of here when it gets bad. Now they've moved to... We'll prepare you for the tribulation. We have generators. We have prepackaged food. We have apocalypse chow. <laughs> Stuff will last 25 years in your cabinet. Macaroni and cheese that glows in the dark orange when you make it. As an added bonus. This is where the Christian world has gone today. So how does that affect me in this point in my life? For many years, along with ministry, and, I, and for a number of years, full-time parish priest and pastor, I always worried about the day-to-day -day like all of us have to. And for the last several years, I've said, Lord, if only you would provide a way that I could serve you to build your church, to plant real truth out there, whether it's in a church setting which I will do, add to it using media, which needs to be used properly for the Lord's work and kingdom, instead of being used by the fakes, phonies, and frauds that are there to take your money. We're in the, I remember the one we were talking about it last night, one faith healer, had the wife behind stage with the cue cards of who he was talking to. And he would go up there and say, ma'am, the Lord's telling me that your husband is home and he's sick with whatever it was. 
And she's just amazed. Well, it's the wife going, okay, the girl wearing the green dress, uh, I see in the card here, her husband's home, and he has, he got caught. A lot of them are like that. Go to the book of Acts. You'll be studying that, I hear. Simon the magician saw the great power the apostles had. He wanted to buy it so he could make money out of it. We call that simiism. The gospel of Jesus Christ and the good news stands on its own merits. His promises of never to leave us nor forsake us, to sustain us, to care for us, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness is what Jesus says. And all these things the Gentiles seek, the roof over the head, the basics, will all be added unto you. So why do we run off and chase after these phonies and frauds that try to deceive you? They are the wolves in sheep's clothing. And we put them up on pedestals, no less. Many do. My mission in life is to build up the body of Christ, wherever they may be. The local assembly, whether it's ten, whether it's a thousand, it doesn't matter. To feed, what did Jesus say to Peter? Feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. And I hear that call. And the Lord has provided the way that, yeah, I have the time now, like I never had before. And the ability to do what has to be done. And there's a great world out there. This country could use a few more. What's the term you used? Happy, clappy churches. We have plenty of those on every street corner nowadays. And I'm not trying to make fun of them. I'm really not. But the problem I see with so many of these churches it's all about what I get going there. It's all about me, my feelings. Did I get something out of it? If I didn't feel good today, why do I want to go back there? When we are supposed to gather in his name for the weekly breaking of the bread, because we have a need, yes, and he'll meet that need. But part of to meet that need is to give him his due worship and praise. And it's not about our emotion and the process. It's about worship means our workship, our worthiness we give unto God. So as I look at this verse, beware of false prophets, verse 15 that we had in our gospel, which come to you in sheep's clothing but are inwardly ravening wolves. Most important thing is you will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? And I think of the guy that I did that work for for a while. Everything on the surface started looking good, but it began to unravel when I suddenly realized the Holy Spirit must be changing his mind more frequently than I changed my socks. Because at one time, the Holy Spirit was telling him he needs to leave the country because it's going to get so bad and, and all the powers of government will be after him for his truthfulness, truth news. No, we're staying. No, 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 we're going. We got to sell the building. We can't buy anything. We got to rent. No, let's buy this building for a million over here. It kept changing. Then he would say, nobody watches television. So he builds a TV studio and he buys airtime on every Christian network you could possibly find. And when that didn't pan out, well, nobody watches that. So I'm going to rule the internet now. 
And people keep sending him money each and every month where he has a staff of like 35 people. I was paid quite substantially. And what is their impact for the, for the cause of Christ? Negligible. Negligible. You know, every one of these fakes, I'm going to close on this thought. Plays on your fear. The fear of the unknown. And what does the Bible tell the Christian? There are two words we're supposed to live by. Fear not. Fear not. The faith says, you better fear this and I got the solution. You'll be running out of food. I got you covered. You won't have electricity to charge that cell phone. You won't be able to get on Facebook without my generator. And people buy it. This Bible in my hand. I've been carrying this Bible since 1975. Many, many years ago when I first got married, one of the first things we did was to decide that I needed a better Bible. And I've been carrying this one ever since. It's getting a little bit worn out. But it has lots of notes inside of it. So I know certain scriptures that I've studied. And I really had that one from Matthew chapter 7 marked up from many, many years ago. And back then the idea of the false prophet was not as much on my mind then as it is today. There's a lot of noise out there seeking the attention of people. We as a church body need to make a little bit more noise about the true good news of fear not. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time and I thank you for this place where people love your name, love your word, and obey your commandments. Lord, instill upon this congregation and all of us here, all the clergy here, the understanding that we are to spread the news of fear not, to look unto you as the author and finisher of our faith. Heavenly Father, I pray blessings upon each and every person here today. For this we ask, and this I ask in Jesus' name, and all of God's people said, Amen.
In 2 Peter chapter 2, beginning at the first verse, we read these words. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of, and through covetedness shall they be feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. The American church, the Canadian church, the Australian church, the United Kingdom, all over the Western world. Churches have walked away from the truth of the gospel. Instead of preaching redemption and repentance, they are celebrating sin. They're condoning sin. They're making it a part of what they believe. These are damnable heresies that have worked their way into many a formerly great church. The leaven has gotten in. The poison has entered these church bodies. And many are no longer safe. I'm dealing with something, as you can probably tell. In, in my prayer life, in my ministry, God is demanding from me a change coming into a very unique time. And I don't care how beautiful the building is, if they're preaching heresy, get out from among them and do not touch the unclean thing. I travel through a town right near our home and there are four or five beautiful church buildings and you do a little research, they've all given into wokeism the LGBTQ, whatever, they're all into it. Their buildings are beautiful, but they're full of evil. The church is not a building. The church is the ecclesia, the called out, the redeemed. And I need to do my part. Hundreds, if not thousands of others need to do their part to do the same thing. That is why I need your help. You know, at the Truth to Ponder website, there's a tab for prayer requests. And I don't say much about it, but I think we're going to start doing something with the program, especially the weekend version. Maybe the new additional version where we can have this group of people that listen as a podcast or as a radio program Pray for people's needs. We need to harness the power of prayer. There are many of you out there that God has put a call on your life. You don't even know where to start. Well, Bob, you know, I I could probably do some teaching, but I don't know any of the technology. You know, I used to be a pastor and, and, and things are so different now. Use my personal email address today and contact me. Bob at Truth, the number two ponder.com. Bob at Truth, the number two ponder.com. 
God is going to use this ministry and many others to keep his people together in spirit and in truth. Now is the time to contact me if God has spoken to your heart today. Our time is about out. If you believe in what we're doing, if you can help us with all of this, would you consider making a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. And mail that check to Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee is 24319. Once again, make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, mailing address Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319, or use the website and our partner, Give, Send, Go, to help us today. Until next week. May God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.